and welcome to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. I am your host, Jamie Shin. Can you believe that we are halfway through January already? (laughs) Like, I am completely okay with that because it means that we are that much closer to spring. I love spring. Well, I have a love-hate relationship with spring, but after spring comes summer, which is my absolute favorite month, so spring is very welcome. Um, winter is definitely not my favorite. Um, once Christmas is over, I am done with winter, and um, well, we're like almost a month after that, so I'm completely done with it already. Although, can't really complain too much yet because... We've had a more mild winter than usual, and I will take it as long as I can get it. (laughs) Um, I still need to put my Christmas decorations away. That's where I'm at. I can't believe that we are on January 19th and um, still have my little stockings up. They will come down soon. (laughs) But um, yeah, how many of you have still got your decorations up? I think last year I still had my tree up at this time. Um, or it was just coming down because um, we had a, a little itty bitty tree that was um, artificial, of course, but I didn't pay a lot for it. And um, the lights blew out. So that's when we took it down and. Um, threw it away. (laughs) Um, So there you have it. Um, But I was doing some devotional time and I came across the parable of the sower. Um, Just so you know, we are going to be in um, the book of Matthew chapter 13, kind of skipping around in there. but we'll mainly focus later on um, verses 18 through 23. So if you want to, if you are listening to this at home and you want to follow along, that's where we'll be. Matthew 13 chapter, uh, Matthew 13 verses 18 through 23. You guys tonight, like, I don't know what my problem is. I totally prepped for this podcast, but, um, I kind of already feel like I'm all over the place, like like I didn't do any prep. <laughs> um, that is why this is called the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast, because even though I try to get it as close to something organized, it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, I was doing some back to back to what we were talking about. I was doing some devotional time and I came across the parable of the sower. Um, have you ever read or heard something so many times, but you never fully processed it? Um, that's how I feel about this parable. Um, I am a skimmer. I get that from my mother. She used to, we used to go to the Hallmark store and she would, we would stand in the funny birthday card section and she would pull out a card and ha ha ha, you know, laughing, ha ha ha. And she would say, you know, I'd be like, oh, what is it? And I'm not even halfway done with what's on the cover and she's already flipped it open. And I said, mom, I'm not done reading the front. How are you done reading the front already? 
and she's like, I skim it. So I kind of became, and that's not the only time I skim, but I became a skimmer. Um, I try, I just, I tend to skim and I don't actually read things and it's carried over into just about everything that I, um, that I come across. I mean, I'm talking about even like, um, you all know my friend Tara, she was, um, in a podcast episode last year at Thanksgiving and she and I, um, will do the same, uh, devotional off of the Bible app at the same time. And when I go to, and I usually find it's fine. I love finding them and we, and I suggest it and if she doesn't want to do it, then we don't do that one. But, um, they have like a sample and I tend to skim the sample real quick, you know, to see if it even looks appealing. Um, and then when I go back and I reread it the next day when we start it, I'm like, you know, this was really, really even better than what I anticipated because I actually read it. You know, I'm not, I wasn't missing half of it due to skimming. Um, but yeah, I, and I think that hearing some of these parables and other passages in the Bible over and over and over again, since we were children, some of us, you know, can start to be like skimming. We don't pay attention and we miss the details. I will give like a really good um, example is um, Moses and the burning bush. And I've probably given this example to y'all before, but um, in um, most in the Ten Commandments, Okay, we've all seen the Ten Commandments movie, or most of us have, with Charlton Heston. And, um, you know, bless their hearts, Hollywood has it that the bush yells out to Moses to have him look at it. Well, that's nice, but that's, but, but, and that's how I imagined it, always, because that's how I saw it over and over and over again. And then one day I was actually reading that passage in the Bible. And you know, the funny thing is, um, the bush didn't yell out to Moses. (laughs) Uh, Moses looked at the bush. He noticed the bush and he was like, you know, ho. That bush is on fire, you know? Oh my goodness, hold the phone. And he was, he, I'm sure he was like, oh, you know, I, I would imagine that if I saw a bush on fire, the first thing I'm thinking is I'm going to, I'm going to find something to extinguish that fire. And when he got closer, he noticed that the bush was on fire, but it was not burning. And that is when the bush called out to Moses. All right, so, very interesting to me, but I would have never known that had I not read the passage closely instead of just being like, oh, I already know this, and skimmed right through it. I already know this part. You know, who hasn't heard this part in Sunday school as a child? I wouldn't have noticed that had I not read instead of skimmed and said, oh, I already know this. 
You guys, the Bible, honestly, even if you know it, even if you know the story over and over and over and over and over, it has something new to tell you every single time. Just letting that out there. But you got to read it. You can't just be like, I know this already. I got this. I got this. I don't need to read this again. No, no, I think you do. (laughs) So there's my soapbox for the day. Um, So as you know, um, Jesus told the parable of the sower or the farmer. Um, The first seeds that were planted along the road, um, it was easy for the birds to come along and eat them. Okay, because they're just laying on the road. You just see they just threw them out there. Like, have at it. If you make it, great. If you don't, I don't I don't know what's you know, clearly the birds are coming to get you. The second seeds were planted on rocky ground where there was very little soil. And the plants that grew grew quickly because the soil wasn't very deep. But they also were scorched when the sun came up. And so they withered away and died. Um, Their roots, yeah, like I just said, their roots were so withered because the soil was so shallow and they died. The third seeds were planted among the thorn bushes and they were choked when the thorn bushes grew up around them. And then the fourth seeds were planted on good ground and produced grain. So I'm sure that many of you, if you've come up through the church, have heard this story before, this parable. Um, I have, and at times I've been a little bit confused, not going to (laughs) lie. I know that I kind of was for a long time about this parable. I heard it over and over and over again, but I don't know that it was explained in a way that, um, that I understood. Or at all. Um, and it's because a lot of times um, when it's read in church or Sunday school or whatever, um, it just kind of stops at the end of what Jesus um, preached to the crowd. And um, there was, you. we don't read the explanation that was given to the disciples very often, because I'm here to tell you, if you read that whole passage out loud, you know, I feel like a lot of times things are not read thoroughly because of time restrictions. You know, I gave you a synopsis of the parable itself because I want to spend a little more time on the explanation. So, um, So yeah, I'm like, I'm so glad that the disciples kind of like raised their hands, so to speak, and asked what Jesus was like teaching about. Um, they didn't understand. <laughs> um, in fact, they didn't really even understand why he spoke in parables to begin with. So he had to explain that to them. And like, how many of you have been so confused by something before, but you didn't want to raise your hand and let everybody know that you were confused? <laughs> I want to say that if you don't raise your hand saying that you never, that you did that before, you're lying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you didn't and somebody else did raise their hand and ask the question, 
you were so grateful that they did because you got the answer. Um, And that's how I'm feeling about the disciples right now. Um, If they had not raised their hands, then I would have never fully understood this story. If they hadn't just come out and said, Master, like, why do you even talk in parables? What is this all about? Um, and, and he explained that and then he, and then he tied it into explaining this parable. Um, and it would just sound like a bunch of, you know, logic regarding farming, you know, some, I'm just saying that if they hadn't raised their hands then I would not fully understand, I'm sure that like, to me, it just sounded like a farming story, (laughs) Uh, You know, and like I said, I already knew that farmers had to have good soil in order to have a good crop. I mean, I think we all have sat through science and we realize that, right? I mean, (laughs) hopefully you're paying attention in science and hopefully you have at some point in time, no matter how old or young you were, planted something, okay? Um, I have planted many things and I am where plants go to die. So I haven't planted many things, but I do know that when I am set for success with good soil, my plant has lasted a little longer. (laughs) So, um, like I said, you know, farmers need good soil. They're not just going to be able to just plant their seeds wherever they feel like it and, and, think that they're going to have a successful crop, correct? So um, the parable got, got a little deeper for me when I read the explanation that Jesus gave to the disciples. You know, like I said, they first of all asked Jesus why he spoke in parables and he answered that it was so that the crowd would understand better or at least the ones who would listen closely would understand the the mysteries of heaven better. And I think that we can also choose to not listen closely. Okay, like all a lot of us who have grown up in church have heard many of the passages of the Bible. I'm not going to call them stories. They I mean they are stories, but they're not when I think of a story, I think of something that's not real or it's just a story. It didn't really happen. Okay. So I want to try to get away from the stories of the Bible. I want to say, call them passages because I feel like that makes it more real for me. You do you, but I like to call them passages. So we hear these passages growing up through, okay. And it's like I said before, we're like, uh, we got this. We already know this. I'm not going to listen closely because I already know this story. That is such a wrong attitude to have. Okay. Um, because you know, like, you know, say they're in the crowd and they're listening to this story and, and Jesus is talking about throwing seeds on bad soil. Okay. And I'm sure that some of them, like I said before, had been like, of course. Like, why is he telling us stuff that we already know? The ones that really listened, though, and thought about what he was saying, probably understood what he was talking about. Um, 
So then after explaining why he was doing what he was doing with parables, he proceeded to explain the parable to the disciples. And like, like I said before, I don't think that this part of the chapter gets told enough. So if you're there, and even if you're not, you can look it up later. We're looking at Matt. I'm going to put it in the show notes, of course. Matthew chapter 13, verses 18 through 23. He says, listen to what the story about the farmer means. Someone hears the word about the kingdom, but doesn't understand it. The evil one comes at once and snatches away what was planted in him. This is what the seed planted along the road illustrated. The seed planted on rocky ground is the person who hears the word and accepts it at once with joy. And since he doesn't have any root, he lasts only a little while. When suffering or persecution comes along because of the word, he immediately falls from faith. The seed planted among the thorn bushes is another person who hears the word, but the worries of life and the deceitful pleasures of riches choke the word so that it cannot produce anything. But the seed planted on good ground is the person who hears and understands the word. This type produces crops and they produce 160 or 30 times as much as was planted. So, I feel like we have probably at some point been every type of soil that the seeds were planted in. The soil represents how open our hearts are to him. My heart has been that road that the birds came and ate. The seeds just lying there exposed to anything that would come along and steal my joy. I've been the rocky road where I am so excited for something that God is doing in my life. And then the instant that it goes awry, I am frustrated and I'm done with it. I don't want anything to do with that plan again. I have most definitely been the heart planted among the thorn bushes riddled with worry about what tomorrow may bring. And I have read and heard so many different sources and people talk about how worry is a sin. It's been a lot lately. Um, very interesting that I would read this and hear this, inter- like hear this interpretation of the thorn bushes. Um, and I can see that. Like, we cannot control what is going to happen tomorrow. And honestly, if we worry about tomorrow, it steals the joy of today. Honestly. I mean, really, what is worrying about today going to change about tomorrow? Nothing. You just absolutely will not enjoy the present time. So... We need to trust that whatever is going to happen is already in his hands. He has it taken care of. And it's hard to not worry. Trust me. 
I am one of the biggest. (laughs) Um, We need to remember that whatever we are facing, he has already been there preparing the way for us. And I have had to tell myself this so many times over the last year. Trust me. And we are not going to be perfect at this at all. I think that it is in our human nature to fear the unknown. And I believe that he understands this. So this is when we need to pray more. And I am the first one to raise my hand about this. I need to be better about talking to God. How many of you all are too? Like how many of you guys need to be better about talking to God? Like I definitely do. Definitely. So. My heart has also been the good soil. Totally open to everything that God wants to tell me. Um, That is how this podcast was started. God told me to do it. And I did. He told me the exact day to start. And he was relentless until I recorded. I mean, every three hours, Jamie, you need to record. Jamie, you need to record. You need to do it today. Has to have. I'm like, I'm like, Lord. Um, I have to get home from work first. <laughs> Hold on, please. I, I promise I'll do it. Just can I get through the work day? He was relentless. And I am grateful that I listened. I want to be more like the last soil that the seeds were planted in. Open and ready for whatever he has in store for my life. So I also wanted to say that many people hear about the salvation that Jesus provides. And I feel like this parable can also like apply to that as well. You're going to have people who hear about the gift of salvation and they are just, their heart is just hardened like the road. And that seed is just going to fall there. And just be devoured by the enemy. He's going to harden their heart. They're not going to hear the, they're not going to be receptive to the gift of salvation. And then you're going to have people who are like, they raise their hand in church. You know, everybody's eyes are closed. They raise their hand in church and they're so excited that they accepted Jesus as their savior. And believe me, when they do, they do. Okay. But, you know, they'll go and they'll tell their friends. Oh, I'm so excited. I just accepted Jesus. I feel like a million bucks. And there are going to be people who persecute them, who say, are you serious? Are you silly? What are you doing? Like that's, that stuff is just, it's nothing. It's nonsense. My dad has a story about this where he went to a Billy Graham um, event with his father 
And they both accepted, they, Billy Graham preached and whatever, maybe even showed one of his movies. I can't remember that part, but my dad went down to accept Jesus and so did my grandfather. And the next day, my dad's on the bus and, you know, like they're all, hey, what'd you do this weekend? And my dad says, you know, oh my gosh, I went to this big thing and I accepted Jesus. And his friend looked at him and said, geez, I never heard you say, I never heard you swear before because my dad said Jesus. And he kind of just thought that everything that was going on with what my dad had just said was nonsense. And it really kind of deflated his balloon a little bit. You know, I can see where people could hear the gift of salvation, receive the gift of salvation, be so excited, go and be so excited to tell their friends and their friends are like, you are filled with nonsense. That steals their joy. And either it could steal their joy a lot where they don't want to care anymore or they can plow through. I think a lot of people just have it steal their joy, unfortunately. There's the third one where I'm not sure about the thorn bushes and the worry, but I do have a feeling that they accept Jesus and maybe they are worried about what people think about them then. And the thorn bushes will choke it out. And then there are the ones where the gift falls on the open hearts and they, and there's, and they accept Jesus and then they share it with as many people as they possibly can. So, like I said, I wanted to say that many people hear about the salvation that Jesus provides. And like I said, I've seen all types of people and all types of soil. And I have told people about the gift of salvation. And you want them to like receive and run with this gift, but they just don't. Or they do and don't last long like the seeds in the rocky road. Please, I want to say, please do not give up. Keep telling people about Jesus. Even those same people that you may have told before who have had their hearts hardened like the, like, like the road. Okay? Keep doing it. Keep inviting them to things. Actually, a lot of times people are more receptive when they're invited to an activity where there's no real hidden agenda other than they see that people are different. They got something that they want and they need to, they're trying to figure out what that is and how they can get it. Don't give up. Sometimes it takes hearing about anything, but especially about Jesus numerous times in order for the gift to like sink in. You never know when they may just remember the words that you had told them. You may not know sometimes what is going on in somebody's life, but they need to hear it. And remember this. And this is hard to remember, really, really hard to remember, okay? But just remember this. Their accepting Jesus has nothing to do with you. Nothing. 
it is not your job to save them. It's not your job. That's not your job. It is only your job to share and tell them about the gift of salvation that they can only get through Jesus. That's your job. Your job is to spread the good news. That's it. It is Jesus that will save them. That's who will save them. Okay? So, if you tell somebody the good news and they don't want it, you're not a failure. You did what you were supposed to do. But pray about it. Pray about it. Pray that they'll, if they, it could be from you that they hear it again. It could be from a totally different person. But pray that the next time they hear it, they'll be more open to it. I am grateful for this parable and the many others that Jesus used to teach us. And I want to pay more attention to his teachings than I have in the past. I don't want to just skim through things and miss something. And I want my heart to be open and ready to hear what he wants to tell me. How many of you are with me on this on this one? How many of you want to stop skimming and listen more and read more and be more detailed? I think it's the one thing in life that is good to be extra detailed is reading God's word. I don't want to miss a thing on it. And I, so I want to thank you all for listening. And until next time, be blessed. Bye.